We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. It is Tuesday, January 16th. I'm going to do another solo show today for y'all, and I'm excited about the topic that we are going to discuss today. We are going to kind of transition into the 2024 season now that the players are back. I mean, you think about the players are back. You know, Denbrock and Mike Brown are here. The strength coach is here. You know, the coaches are on the road today. Just kind of going all over the country, seeing some big time players, getting out to top high schools, all those type of things. And so it's really kind of that time to start, you know, the, the championship game has been played also. So it's really start, it's really that time to start diving into, you know, what this season is going to look like and what this season, what this team can be. And so we'll have like lots of different breakdowns and and, uh, you know, dive into different aspects of the team, you know, we'll do more thorough position previews going into the spring. We'll do breakdowns coming out of the spring. We're going to have a lot to go on. But what I wanted to do is kind of take a, a first glance look at who Notre Dame is going to be in 2024 or, or who it could and should be. And, and there's going to be some changes, as we've talked about, you know, guys right now that are listed on the scholarship chart or guys that I don't anticipate coming back. But as of now, they have, we have not gotten word that they will or won't be back, those type of things. And so we're going to dive into a lot of that today. And so the show today is going to kind of go in several different directions. Number one, I'm going to kind of kick things off with uh, just diving into what expectations are for the Notre Dame offense in 2024 and and, and how – the the coaching moves that were made this offseason impact the expectations for 2024. And, and, and I'm going to ask the question, like, do they impact the expectations or do they impact our, our view? This is a fan base, whether it be, you know, us in our role, y'all in your role, just we may all be on the same page. Or do those moves impact our certainty or confidence that Notre Dame will, will get to the expectations? And and it can be both. I mean, for for I mean, it can be different for different people. Some people may say, "No, my expectations are different now." Uh, what do you mean by expectations? So I'm going to dive into all that as we get into the show. Then I'm going to kind of break down what was lost and what comes back. You know what we anticipate coming back, and then I'm going to uh, get into uh, the sort of the the 
portal, the newcomer impact. And we'll break down like the portal moves and we'll break down the high school players that I think have a chance to come back. And then I'm going to end things off with uh, sort of looking at the the anticipated strengths and the antis- and, and the questions that remain for the Notre Dame football team. This show being a focus on the offense heading into the offseason. So, you know, like one of the questions that I was asked already, and it's all actually it's going to be part of the show today. Uh, some somebody, I believe, where was that question? Yeah, Detro Hunter. First question we had was, what are three things that you're most certain about going into this three things? And what are the three biggest uncertainties? Well, that's part of the show. And so we'll definitely get into that because that's a very good question. You know, like, what do you feel really good about right now? And what are the things that you're like, oh, we're going to see how this how this goes over this next, you know, few several months as they get into spring. And then obviously things will change during the fall. So and then at the end, I'll try my best to do a mailbag. We do have 10 questions starred right now. It's it's it is very hard. It's just me today. There's nobody on the background. So it's just me today. And so it's going to be difficult to, to manage, you know, getting adding questions during the show. So best way is, you know, put MB on there. I'll see some of them. I won't see all of them. The easiest way is obviously do super chats and, and we'll dive into that. But, but uh, you know, I'll do my best to do a mailbag at the end of the show and, and dive into that. So I'm excited and, uh, and ready to get rocking and rolling with you all today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Obviously, as I said, today's show, it's going to be about the Notre Dame offense. And when you look at the Notre Dame offense heading into 2024, 
we talk about expectations and and what expectations mean can can be different for different people. And here's what I mean by that. I'm going to look, I'm going to say what my expectations are based on who Notre Dame should be, who Notre Dame should be with the talent that they have on this football team combined with just what the standard is for what Notre Dame should be. And it's not about, well, they've got this coach or that coach. It's more for me. It's about, no, this is what it should be. And then it's up to the coaches to make sure that happens for other people. The expectations may be, well, based on who the coaches are and the specific context of the football team, these are my expectations. And I think they're both very fair and, and reasonable ways to look at the team. But at the end of the day, it's about can the offense get better? That's really the key. And what does better look like? And, and, and so that's kind of the focus of what this part of the show is going to be about is setting the expectations. And when I talk about expectations, I don't really have a, you know, a, a focus on, okay, they need to average this amount of yards and score this amount of points and those type of things. What I believe is those numbers can be very indicative of, is this offense good enough to be there? But as this past season showed, it's a lot more than just numbers. I mean, we've talked about it. Notre Dame had the most uh, points in a game since 1912. They had the, since the, since the end of World War II, I believe this was the second best season in regard to uh, yards per play, they were at 6.95, just off the modern record of 7.02 that was set in 2015. And and so when you look at it, you're like, you know, there's a lot of good uh, about this offense during the season. But then at the end of the day, you got to keep asking yourself, like, the defense was great. The offense scored all these points. You got all these All-Americans. Pro football focus every day is, is list, putting out a list of top 10 graded players in college football from 2023. And almost every time you see a Notre Dame guy in there. I mean, you saw Audric Estimate running back. You saw Joe Ald on the offensive line. You saw Howard Cross, a D tackle. You saw Jack Kaiser. You know, you've got, you saw Xavier Watts. And, and I don't know what their grade was for Benjamin Morrison, but I'm telling you, there weren't 10 better cornerbacks in college football than the two kids Notre Dame had. And, and actually, I think the linebacker and core had two guys on there. And, and so when I look at it, you're just got to ask them, how the heck did this team lose three games? It, it, it just it's it's it can be frustrating and when it comes down to it is because they weren't good enough enough times in enough games to go out there and get it done and and they weren't a they didn't play great team football this season and what that means is basically when when the offense was good the defense was 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 good when the offense was bad the defense wasn't able to keep things going enough Ohio State game, certainly. Defensively, Louisville for a half, and then things kind of got out of hand. Clemson, bad start. So, But at the end of the day, in the biggest games, the one consistent was the offense just wasn't good enough, and that's been true in, in a lot of years. And so that's a that's a part of it. So like, what is what does it mean to say you, you, your expectations are for the offense? Essentially, it's to play championship-level football. Well, what, what does that mean? It means being able to maximize the talent you have on your football team. It means taking the talent that this football team has, which I think is outstanding, and and I'll get into that later in the show, and saying, how can we get the best out of it? How can we get this team to play with the proper mindset needed to compete for a championship? How can we get them to play with the proper technical focus to compete for a championship? How do we get them to play with with the right just energy 
week after week. And then that's the final piece is how do you get them to play with the consistency needed to step up and and, and be a championship caliber unit? Because ultimately, that's the, that's the expectation, to play championship caliber football. And Notre Dame has not done that on offense hardly at all in the last 30 years. And, and that's been something that's that's held this program back. Like it's funny, I'm breaking down the Notre Dame offense in in the final stats category, and 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 I'm just I'm going to bring it up because it was it was really wild as I'm I'm going through this this um, you know th- this breakdown of of the Notre Dame offense, and, and you know I've talked about most most points scored since like you know 2000 and and and, and what was it 2012? I say earlier. Let me find this article here real quick, everybody. I want to get to this because. Uh, it, it was really fascinating to to uh, to, to view this. And let's see here, two th- final statistics. Okay, here we go. So when you look at the final statistics for the 2023 offense, and I, I broke them all down, but you know the 39.2 points per game set a modern program record. That's that's since you know that's World War II. The previous mark was bet set back in 1968. They scored more points per game this season since any season since 1912. They scored points per game. They scored more, more total points than any Notre Dame team has ever scored. The 6.95 yards per play, second best mark in modern history. Uh, their 5,619 yards is the sixth most in modern history. You look at the uh, 5.28 yards per rush attempt is the seventh best mark in modern history. It's the third best mark since 2010. Their 9.1 yards per pass attempt is the third best single season mark in modern program history. The 64.7% completion rate is the fourth best mark in program history. 31 passing touchdowns, fourth best single season mark in program history. They average 14.1 yards per catch, which is the second best since 2010. Only 0.1 behind the 20, or actually it's the, uh, uh, let's see here the 13 offense which is 14.7 and so you you go through the oh and 141 first downs was the 10th best mark in modern history so like we're watching this offense play and you're like this is per- statistically one of the five best offenses we've seen in our lifetimes and I don't care if your lifetime is watching Eras teams and you could even go back to Rockney's teams just to statistically this is one of the best offenses we've ever seen but again this team went nine and three. And when I'm breaking down the defense, it's like the defense was way better than the offense, but it didn't rank. It didn't have those kind of rankings like the offense did. Why? Because Notre Dame has been really good on defense a lot more than it's been really good on offense in the last 30 years. And that's really what it comes down to. I mean, when you talk about those great air Parsegian teams, I mean, yeah, they had, they had some really good offenses. There's no doubt about it. But when you really look at, at, at where Notre Dame was back then, I mean, they were just an elite football team on defense, and that's really something that that you look at and say there just were a lot a lot of years where the defense was just truly, truly special. And then the offense was pretty good, but it was really about the defense being really, really special. And at times, the defense would, you know, bolster the offense. I mean, you know, Coach Parsegian's first title team in 1966, they gave up 3.8 points per game. Think about that, 3.8 points per game. And, you know, you look at other seasons, the, the 1970, what was it? The 1973 was his last title team, correct? You know, that team gave up six points per game. You look at the Notre Dame 1988 football team and you look at how good they were on defense that season. And then the 93 team, 
you know, had a ton of talent on defense. So it's 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 just one of those things where 2012 was bolstered by the defense. 2018 had a great defense. 2020's defense was pretty good. So when you look at Notre Dame over the years, 2002 is another example. There there haven't been a lot of years where the team was kind of carried by offense and, and, and achieved great heights. There were years where Notre Dame scored a lot of points, but they weren't a great football team because their defense – you know, wasn't as wasn't where it needed to be, but those things aren't those aren't often. It was the defense that really, really bolstered this football program, and and so you look at that side of the ball, and you say that's the side of the ball that you anticipate should be good. It's the offense that needs to step up, and that's certainly true for Notre Dame moving forward. Yeah, statistically it was great, but it's one thing to put up big time statistics; it's another thing to play like a championship football team. And so what a championship football team looks like, obviously statistics are going to matter. Statistics are going to be a big part of kind of, of what they do. And, and when you talk about just what this program has been and what it needs to get to, there's no debating that the offense is the side of the ball. That's just not good enough. And so it, it does, is the expectations for 2024 to surpass all these records and stats and things that the 2023 team did, it's possible. It's certainly possible. But to me, that's not really what I'm looking for. It, I, I think that you could see this team play championship football in 2024 and not quite get to some of those marks. And, and that's fine. I mean, the schedule's different. The team is different. The focus is different. There's a whole lot of things that could be different. And so when I think of what Notre Dame is as a championship football team is, Less 56-point games against Tennessee State and Stanford combined with 14 points against Ohio State, 20 points against Louisville, 23 against Clemson. It's more about I'll sacrifice the 56 against Stanford, the 58 against Pitt, the 56 against Tennessee State. Give me a touchdown less in each of those games if you can give me a a touchdown more in some of those other big games. Or in other cases, just – you know, field goal more when you look at some of the games that Notre Dame has lost in recent seasons. And so to me, you know, I'm, I'm, at a, I'm in a situation now where when I talk about expectations, the biggest expectation for me is just this team has to find a level of consistency. And in order for them to be that kind of championship team, we have to see them play at a high level game after game after game. And, and that's what we have not seen in the past. And if you don't like that I'm talking about the past, I mean, that, that's fine. You don't, you don't have to watch. But the point is, is you have to look at the past to understand what the expectations are for this football team moving forward. And so the rest of the show is going to be about what the 2024 offensive season is. But I'm laying the foundation of what the expectations are. And, and that's, what, that's what I'm here to talk about because the fact of the matter is, is Notre Dame has not won a championship since 1988. They haven't been a, a really a true title team since 1993. I know the 2012 team, you know, got to the BCS game, but that team was not on the same level as Bama. Like the 93 team was arguably the best team in college football that year. The 2018 team was really good. They were a top four team that year, but there was a clear difference between them and who was the number one team that year. And a lot of it has come down to the lack of offense. And so if this program is ever going to get to where it needs to get to, they have to play great defense. There's no question about that they have to play great defense. But 
they also need to be in a situation where they can play great offense. That's where today's game is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can have the anomaly seasons, and I think Michigan had uh, an anomaly season. But at the end of the at the end of the day, to consistently compete, you have to be able to score, and you have to be able to score in the big games. Whether it's in the playoff, whether it's playing Ohio State, whether it's playing Clemson, whether it's playing Texas A and M, those are the things that Notre Dame is going to have to get to. And so, expectations for me is I want a football team that's physical, and this team's not has not always been physical. I want a team this season that's mentally tough and this team has not always been mentally tough. I want a team that's fundamentally sound everywhere and not just some places. You know, you watch the 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 running backs play this year, very fundamentally sound. You watch the tight ends play this year, very fundamentally sound. You watch the quarterback play this year, it's kind of hard to gauge that because you're trying to break a kid down from established habits over 5 years into something new. Receiving core, not fundamentally sound. Offensive line, Depends on the week we're talking about. Some weeks it was, some weeks it wasn't. And so this football team needs to be a more technically sound football team. They also have to maintain and enhance the ability to be an explosive offense. That's something that you're going to need to see this season. And they need to be a more a, a better situational football team. And when you break down what last year's team was and you break down you know, w- where Notre Dame needs to get to on offense – moving forward, situational football is going to have to be more consistently better. And that's something that's been kind of an issue for years. You know, there have been years at Notre Dame where like they're great on third down and then the next year they're really bad. There's some years they're really good in the red zone and then the next year they're not very good. There's too many statistical categories where they're just, and and forget the statistical look at it. It's just watching them play in big games where they just take big steps back. You know, this past season, Notre Dame was okay on third down. They were 44.8. They were uh, 58.8 on fourth down. That ranked them 24th and 45th on third down. That's good, but it needs to be better. They need to be a better situational football team. So how do you get to that point? A lot of it is what we talked about. It's about being technically sound, but it's also about having a game plan that allows you to go out there and effectively execute in those key situations. And I think one of the things we did not see this past season was a team that that really went out there and, and had a plan in those situations early in the season. And that's something that obviously Notre Dame is going to have to get better at if they're going to have a championship offense in 2024. So situational football is going to be a very big part of, of where this team needs to be and what the expectations need to be. Red zone offense, they were sixth in, in t- uh, red zone touchdown rate, which is pretty good. 16th, excuse me, it, which is pretty good. But they were 47th in overall red zone touchdown rate. So there were too many missed opportunities where they didn't score at all. So there's there's just a lot of areas to me where this offense in 2024 is going to have to maintain where it was good this past season, but then really build in some really crucial areas. And the final piece is this is, needs to be a football team, and this needs to be an offensive football team 
that goes into the season and and is, you say like this is a team that has the physical toughness, mental toughness, toughness, technical soundness, and just compete level to say and, and ability to focus to say whether it's on the road against Texas A and M or home against Miami of Ohio, you're getting our best today. And that can be hard to do week after week after week. I get it. And there's going to be weeks where you're you're just not on top of your game. But if you're physically tough, mentally tough, and technically proficient, you can come overcome those days. So when you have a game like Louisville, where your you're just energy level is not there, if you're physically tough, mentally tough, and technically proficient, you can overcome that and still be successful. For example, first, first drive of the game, Notre Dame throws an interception the lack of technical proficiency by the quarterback and the wide receiver results in an interception. Wasn't a lack of energy, wasn't a lack of focus. It wasn't that they didn't want to be there like we talked about in pregame. It was a lack of technical proficiency. They're down 17-10 in that game. Sam Hartman drops back. Mitchell Evans gets wide open. Great play call, big play. Notre Dame gets deep into Louisville territory, we think, but the play gets called back by penalty. Hands to the face by the offensive tackle. That's 100%. I say that that's 100% about two things, right? Two ingredients make up for that. Number one, a lack of mental toughness. Number two, a lack of technical proficiency. You committed a mistake that just is in a way of something that's never taught, right? And so you could trace that back to a lot of the issues that we saw this year from this football team was a lack of mental toughness and a lack of technical proficiency. That's where it comes down to. And so to me, that's where that's where this team needs to get to. You want to set you want to reach expectations, physical toughness, mental toughness, technical proficiency, focus, and you need leadership. This is the biggest thing for me this football team. When you look at 2024, they need to be they need to be a they need better leadership from a player level. Coaching can only take you so far. Now we're going to find out if this offensive coaching staff has what it takes to establish the foundation. That that That's one of the questions that I'll discuss later in the show. But when you look at the, at the very foundational level, I have always felt leadership is great at the coaching level, but why were there seasons when Nick Saban's teams underachieved? Perfect example, last year's 2022 team. That team to me underachieved. They shouldn't, that, there's no way that should have been a two loss team. You had two top five NFL draft picks on that team. Yeah, talented offensive lineman, talented defensive lineman, great cornerback tandem, really good safety tandem, good linebacker play, talented running backs. Uh, the, the, like I said, two top five picks, one of them being a quarterback. And that team goes out and loses two games to Tennessee and LSU. Why? That team didn't have the leadership at the player level. And how do I know that? Because that's what the players and, and had talked about and something that Nick Saban sort of alluded to at different times during during the season. And so to me – that's an area where we're going to find out over these next several months if Notre Dame is is that team that that can go out there and play to that level. That's what it, to me it comes down to. Coaching has to take you here, right? And I don't know that the coaching was always where it needed to be last year. I don't think it was. But if if the staff is what we hope it is, the coach like you got to get to here, right? The coaching can only take you here. You're going to need that player leadership to take you the rest of the way. And we're going to find out if that if that is this team has that. And, and of all the things that I'm talking about, the two things that are most impacted by what starts happening right now 
players are in workout today. They're they're going. I think they're I think they're in class today. Or they start class maybe later in the week, but they're getting into workouts. Coaches on the road. Players are getting with Lauren Landau starting today, and they're starting their offseason program. The mental toughness. I should say three things: physical toughness, mental toughness, and player leadership are all established at the very foundational level in the strength program. That's something that Matt Bayless was really good at. And Notre Dame's going to need Lauren Landau to be good at. And, and if this team is going to have that, 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 that foundation of physical mental toughness and, and player leadership, player led leadership in September and October and November, and hopefully in December and January into the postseason, it starts now. And that's something that you start, start looking, you start getting kind of fired up about and, uh, and, really enjoying kind of what's going on about what this team can be. And so those are that to me is really the expectation of what the what the the core, the DNA of this team needs to be. And then then you get into the expectations of overall, it, it just comes down to what whatever the point numbers are, whatever the yard numbers are, the yards per play, the rush versus pass splits, where they rank in first down, third down, red zone, whatever the case may be. The expectation is this football team on offense needs to be able to go out week after week after week, and, and especially in the biggest moments, and say, I don't care who we're playing this week, we're going to play our game. We're going to go on the attack. We're going to be the aggressive football team. We're not going to let, you know, well, we're just going to abandon this part of our game because this team's playing man coverage and we didn't anticipate man coverage. No, can't, can't do that. We're going on the attack. We're the aggressor. We set the tone, and we're going to go out there and, and play with physicality, play with mental toughness, play with technical proficiency, and be aggressive week after week after week and execute at a level that allows us to win every week, whether it's week two against Northern Illinois or game 16 against whoever you're playing in the national title game. That's the expectation for the offense. The interesting thing, and this is something I'm curious to hear from you all in the chat, if we can actually get that back on track, is to, to to dive into a discussion about, and this is something that's more of a discussion for the board and off, off the air, but it really looks into, it really gets into a situation where does your expectations change because of the arrival of Mike Dembrock and Mike Brown? Or is your confidence in them achieving the expectations changed with the arrival of, of Mike Dembrock and Mike Brown. For me, the expectation doesn't change. If they would if they would have hired, you know, some high school JV coach to run their offense next year, my expectations don't change. My confidence and the and the reason I say that is there's this really funny tweet. There's this guy, I can't remember what his name is, but he's a he's like a high school football coach at Auburn High School in Alabama. And he does these really funny videos where he like has some editor on his phone and it makes his like eyes real big and his mouth real big and talks funny. And he's always doing these things like kind of making fun of coaches. And it's it's funny for a former coach because like we all know that guy, you know, and his, his most recent one was about the Alabama job and, you know, coaches that didn't get the job. And he's making fun of us. He's like, man, dog, I thought I, you know, I thought they lead. He says, you know, we have the number, the number one scoring offense and you know the number one, you know, J, uh, number one scoring offense at, at the JV level in the county for the last three years. He thought he'd get a look at, you know, as the head coach at Alabama. It just was really funny. But you know, even if they would have hired that guy, 
to be the offensive coordinator. My expectations don't change. My confidence in their ability to to get to that expectation, that's what changes for me. And the, the, the what I mean is, like, to me, the standard is the standard. That that doesn't really matter. The standard is the standard. And and it's about whether or not Notre Dame can can meet that standard, whether whether Notre Dame can live up to that standard. And that's really to me what 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 I look at and say, you know, that that to me is where I have a lot of confidence uh, in, in this Notre Dame football team and their ability to to go out there and and play at a high level. Somebody just asked um, who, who that is. The guy's name is Scott Goolsby is the guy's name. And so uh, it, he's a defensive coordinator at Auburn High School in Alabama. It's really fun. It's, he's, he's got some really funny stuff. And again, and if you are a football coach then, you know, you're, you're going to really appreciate that because the one I tweeted out the other said, this is funny because every football coach I know that has any kind of reasonableness, or even if you don't, you, you, you may be that guy, but you don't think you are, but you know, someone else who is, you're like every year at the, at the coaches convention, you hear that conversation being had some high school football coach, some D three football coach, you know, guys at my level that are shocked that they didn't get hired, you know, at, at the big time power five school for a position coach job. And it's like, bro, that that's not happening. You, you know what I mean? You want to get to that level. You better go be like a GA or, you know, something like that. It was, it's always really funny. And, and, uh, and, and I always enjoy those conversations, but you know, that, that's the thing for me is this, this, the expectations are there. This team needs to go out there and be able to run the football on anybody they play. And if you're going to over overplay the run game, then you need to be able to 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 burn you at the pass game. And if you're going to overplay the pass game, then they need to be able to run the ball down your throat. Just having that 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 balance, playing great situational football, you know, being able to make big plays, those are all things. You know, have some you know some versatile some versatility from a a scheme standpoint, having versatility from a personnel standpoint. You know, using all your weapons, all those things play a role. But those are all byproducts of the things that I talked about at the beginning of the show, which is it comes down to physical toughness, mental toughness, technical proficiency, you know, and, and great leadership at the coaching and, and the player level. And, and if they can get to that point, then I, I believe with the talent they have in the coaching staff coming back, what my expectations are with the arrival of Mike Denbrock and Mike Brown, the, the already presence there of of Dylan McCullough, my hope and expectations for what I think Gino Gadouli and Joe Rudolph will be in year two, all of those things together have me very excited about what this football team can be next year on offense uh, in regard to can the coaches get the most out of it. But I have zero doubt that Notre Dame has the talent to get to that point, and that's what we'll kind of dive in into the rest of the show. Before I move on to that, folks, do me a favor, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast, give us a five-star review, and if you have not done so, please sign up for the message board at boards.irishbreakdown.com.